0: Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast. The monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 44th episode. So I've got my usual co-host Ian with me today. And then we've also got Tom on from Garmin to discuss an all new GPS unit. So welcome Ian to this month's GPS Training Podcast. Have you been up to much over the last month? Uh, yeah,
1: John, I've, I've um, ran a course, ran another course down in the New Forest, which was, well, in fact, I did a sat course and a Garmin course, so that was really good. Uh, weather was good. It was actually dry all weekend, which which made a change. And um, yeah, September's been a good month for weather, so lots done around the house outside and just buttoning down the hatches, I think, for uh, for winter, aren't we, with all this rain and... Other
0: things that are going on still. Yes, certainly changed over the last few weeks, hasn't it? Autumn has certainly come upon us, hasn't it? Certainly has, yes. So, without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. As I've said in this month's podcast, we chat with Tom from Garmin regarding the all new Garmin GPS map 66SR and the Garmin GPS map 65 and 65S. We're going to talk briefly about our courses and about some new locations we've got lined up for 2021. And then we have Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions Ian gets asked while supporting our customers. The next thing on this month's GPS training is a chat with Tom from Garmin. Welcome, Tom, to this month's GPS training podcast.
2: Hello, how are you, doing
0: Yeah, very good. Are you keeping fit and well?
2: I am, yes.
0: Good. Are you getting out doing much walking these days? Cycling or? Mountain biking
2: at the moment. It's Mountain biking. It's a of the
0: month. Very good, very good. So Tom's joining us uh, to discuss the launch of the new GPS map ranges. So There's actually two, which is a new 65 and a 65S, and then there's a new GPS map 66R that's just been launched by Garmin. Very impressive, Tom. Actually, I'm quite impressed by the, um, the increase in specs from both these GPS units.
2: Yeah, yeah, some uh, slight increases on both ranges, really, and uh, refreshes to some iconic models.
0: Yeah, so let's let's start with the, the 65, 65S range. So this is really a follow-on from the 64S. The 64S um, was Garmin's button GPS unit the leader for many years, really, 62, 64S, wasn't it?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So um, it's still using that original shape um rather than the upgraded 66
0: yeah so, so it's quite interesting really because we always thought the 66 was an upgrade from the 64s and then you brought out the 64sx which is quite a kind of a an interesting market a change in the market wasn't it really
2: yeah and um, it kind of um, slots into a, a certain price point area um and and the 62 series onwards has been around for such a long time and um, it's kind of a, becoming an iconic piece of the uh the range
0: really yeah so 64sx um has now been replaced or i assume it's going to be replaced with the 65 and the 65s so really we'll talk merely about the 65s the 65 is the um model without the electronic compass and the barometric ultimate i'm presuming isn't it yes yeah and then the 65s is the uh the, the, the model so it looks exactly the same uh, casing as the 64 or maybe a little bit like the 62 if people have seen those units in the past but there's a number of key features that have been added to it. And I think the key thing really is this multiband GPS. So it's the first GPS unit um, alongside this new 66SR, which we're we'll going to discuss in a minute with this multiband GPS, Tom. So really multiband is normally with a modern GPS unit. Uh, we've got the use of the GPS and the um, GLONASS and the Galileo satellites. But this also adds another couple of satellite types. And also the technology kind of changes a fair bit really, doesn't it?
2: yeah absolutely this is kind of the next leap when it comes to gps technology really major leap anyway it's um definitely um opening up a new world for handhelds etc so um there's two new satellite constellations that we're um linking into which is qzss which is a japanese constellation of satellites and the irnss which is the indian satellite constellation
0: Uh, are they fairly new ones because galileo's Fairly new are they? Quite new the Japanese and the Indian one, or are we have? they been around? I think for the years?
2: Indian one is relatively uh, new, but I think the Japanese one's been around for a little while.
0: Mhm, mhm. So it's quite a thing, really. One, two, three, four, five different satellite types we draw from. Do you know what? it was only really we go back to the the sixty two where we just had one GPS system in place. Now we're <laughs> utilising five, aren't we? which is phenomenal. Yeah,
2: absolutely. There's a lot more satellites to look for now, and covering lots of different regions. It's making it a you know true global product mm-hmm. as well.
0: So there's this multiband as well. So we're using five uh, different satellite types and now we've got multiband. What really is multiband? I'm not aware of what this is.
2: So multiband allows the unit to receive more than one signal from the same satellite. Um, So when um, traditionally we've only been receiving signals on what we call the L1 band um, and then the unit from receiving four of those signals from four satellites or three um, if you uh if you're really struggling can calculate its location now it can receive two signals from the same satellite and that allows it to remove some of the errors that come from from kind of satellite signal usage uh, location calculation
0: so i wasn't aware i just thought a satellite just sent off a signal but it doesn't there's a number of bands that different people have access to is that the way it works is it
2: yeah so the l1 is the was traditionally the uh Public access bands, and mm-hmm. um, there's L two, which is military, and then L five, which was mainly used for um, aeronautical navigation, and um, but that's now been opened up to public use.
0: Okay, so what? How 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 more accurate are we going to get with this? Is it, is it going to be a quicker fix? Is it just more accurate down to you no know, meters or less than a meter? What's what we're going to get from this extra
2: So um, it's really hard because it's in under different circumstances where the unit will get become more accurate. So, um, yes, you should get a quicker fix with it. Um, definitely will increase, increase, uh, decrease sorry, the fixed speed. Um, but also, it's removing some of the errors that you might not know were there that are throwing signals off. Um, so a really common one is multipath error. So that's where the signal can be bouncing off um, buildings, uh, can get scattered by trees, tall ravines. Uh, when you're at the side of a, a really steep mountain, for example, um, you can get the signal bouncing off the side before it hits your device. And then it sh- the unit then struggles to calculate. But with two sets of frequencies to go at, it can remove that that error by knowing that one of the frequencies is bouncing off the side where one isn't.
0: That's brilliant. I'm quite excited about this to kind of see how this works. Because, again, it's not something I was even aware of with these errors, but actually these errors can be rectified by, well... And, and the thing, the nice thing, and I'm looking at it, these units are no more expensive, really, than, than what... no. There's a big big step in the technology side of it, but the units are kind of very similar price than what they were before.
2: Absolutely, this is kind of the next step forward mm. in technology for handhelds.
0: And the other the, thing, uh, go, on, go on, sorry, John.
2: Uh, the other way it can um, correct the error is um, through atmospheric problems. So we do get atmospheric problems with GPS signal, um, different densities of atmosphere at different times of the day, different parts of the year, affect the signal differently. Um, so traditionally, we've had two ground monitoring stations that um, collect the GPS signal and transmit and calculation. So an offset that units can um, can use, it, but that's not operating all the time or you might not be able to get that signal. This now removes that ionospheric error that you can get. Fantastic. Well.
0: Good stuff. I'm really looking forward to getting out and using these and seeing exactly how they work. Other well, key thing with the 6565S is now... As most units are now from Garmin, it's coming preloaded with the Topo mapping, isn't it? I think this is—is is this going to be the norm really going forward? Is it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We were putting the reachable Topo mapping on on most of the units going forward now. Yeah. It's a really good base layer and a, a decent map set, really.
0: Yeah, and the nice thing about the Topo active mapping, people don't know, is forty-four European countries, including uh, in the UK, and this is updatable as well. So the big updates that keep taking place. So again, yeah. if we do go overseas. And and it, 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 we've got maps there. If we don't have a GB map card on a server map card, no, we buy a unit without one. We've actually got uh, maps there. And it keep saying this, it's updatable as well. So this is going to get better and better. And I think this is the way Garmin are kind of going, isn't it? They really like this active mapping and it's getting better and better.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of improvements going on in that area.
0: Well, the key thing with the 6565S is we now incorporate it with this Garmin Explore app. So um, up to now, we've only really got the new Montana 700, 66i, 66S are compatible with this Explore app. Um, Yeah, a little bit, Tom, what is the Explore app for people who don't know what that is?
2: So Explore app kind of works hand in hand with Topo Active, really. The the two of them work together. So Garmin Explore is uh, a phone or tablet-based app and on there, you can download the, ex- the Topo apps to your device and plan on your phone or um, tablet, and then Bluetooth the routes to and from the device straight away. Um, so it kind of gives you portable route planning, but it does work hand in hand with Topo Active or Topo Mapping.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it kind of alleviates the need for a, a, a Mac or a PC out of the equation. I think it's more the way that you know, i gonna go forward in the future, isn't it, I think.
2: Yeah, give more flexibility, you can plan on the
0: fly. Well, the nice thing as well is you can actually just download GPX files just directly onto your mobile phone and just wirelessly transfer those onto unit through that Explore app, which again is, is um, yeah, a lot more people are wanting, especially if they're away on holiday, they don't want to take their, their laptop with them or whatever, do they?
2: Yeah, yeah. You get a quick change of plan. You can um, quickly put a new GPX file on
0: your device. Mm-hmm. And the other thing because now it's tethered with your mobile phone. We've got these smart notifications. Okay, something we've seen now on on units. I think Oregon seven hundred. I think if we 64s I think yeah. had it as well, you notice know, where there's smart notifications, which is you know, any apps and things that are on there. Your notifications appear on the screen. Um, no, it's, it's yes, yeah, tethered to your mobile phone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So really nice. I say. That, that's kind of a summary really, of the really sixty five sixty five S really nice additions. Um the key thing is as Tom was saying is that multiband GPS um which, which you're gonna know, see the improved accuracy. And it comes in fairly decent price. So again I'm just scrummaging through the paperwork here, Do you know. Um 65 is coming in you no know, recommended retail price 299 or 349 for the 65s again it will be additions if you've got order and survey mapping on there and again as you rightly say it's a proven um, shell you know, a lot of people like that design and continue uh, to buy it and i think it's a really two nice additions to the uh, the uh, gps range from garmin 66sr so this is the other unit you know, that's just been launched uh, gps map 66sr Am I kind of right, really? Just, is this going to be a replacement for this ST? Is or is this ST going to continue along? So ST yeah. people know is really S uh, GPS Map 66s with the topoactive active mapping built in. Um, is this going to replace this Tom? Is it? Yeah, this
2: uh, will end up being a replacement to the sixty six ST, because it still retains that topoactive active mapping we've been
0: talking about let's think of what units we've got in this range really we've got the 66s currently got a 66st which i think this sr is, is replacing and then we've got the 66i which is the one that has the two-way satellite communication the in-reach technology built into it so the case is exactly the same as what we see on the 66s um and again it's got this multiband um multi-band technology built into it doesn't it
2: yeah, absolutely same multiband technology built into the uh, device just brings this technology to the latest mm-hmm. um, kind of exhibition range and health.
0: Well, the key difference really is, is the battery life. Um, so, again, we're, we're following on really from what we've seen with the um, 66i. We've now got a built-in battery uh, built into this unit, which is, um, yeah, it's... It's interesting to see this going more and more that way rather than running off AA batteries. Is is there a reason for that? Is it battery technology getting better? Is it I don't know. Is that the way that potentially Garmin are going?
2: Yeah, I mean battery technology is improving and it improves kind of year on year. And we're kind of at that tipping point now where a rechargeable lithium ion will give you more than two sets of AA batteries. You know, the the new sixty six hours quoting and um, up to thirty six hours of battery life from its internal battery. That's more than enough for most people over a. A weekend um, to get going.
0: I'm grinning uh, here. I always halve that everything that Garmin said, I always halve, but even if you halve it, which is going to cause you all messing around with it, no, you're still coming down to you know 18 hours of battery life. Just it's funny. I, I never really looked at these things. I've been using 66i for um um well, for I would say eight, nine, ten months now. Actually, long it would be maybe 12 months. And actually, this has got the same battery built into it. And I've been saying to people, actually, you know what? I'm getting. If I'm out for a big day's walking, you know, 18, 20-mile walks, you know, 8 to 10 hours out there. So, it's just using half my battery life. Well, that's that's kind of right. I am getting no two days battery life out of it. Um, So, again, this this has got the same battery technology. It's not got the in-reach technology built in it should be a little bit better. You are going to get no two, three plus days battery life out, which is phenomenal, really, isn't it? Absolutely.
2: And then some of the technology that's come from our watch is kind of different. Battery modes are slowly starting to trickle down. So you've now got expedition mode in here. Mm-hmm. Um again the quoted um battery hours is four hundred and fifty hours in in expedition mode, and um, which is quite a long time to keep your device running. <sighs>
0: that must really just drop your you know, your track recording and things like that, would be like, you no, know, instead of every few seconds, it's going to be you no know, minutes, if not tens of minutes, into the reality. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I
2: think generally it, what it does is it, it shuts the device down and it wakes up every mm-hmm. half an hour or hour to get a signal fixed and then shuts itself down again.
0: The nice thing with that is, you no, know, if you are out in the field, you no, know, you're using your GPS to its full potential, you no, know, if something does go wrong or you are, you are going to be out for a longer period, you can just switch expedition mode on and then it kind of goes into that stage of just like, you know, just... Keeping the battery kind of going keeping you going, doesn't it really? So yeah, yeah, it
2: gives you a backup device, doesn't it? But a mm-hmm. powered, ready to go backup device.
0: So it's still got all the same things. So we've still got that large screen. It's got that three-inch readable screen. We've still got all your ABC sensors, as they call it, with altimeter, elevation data, barometric, uh, three-axis compass. We can still download bird's-eye satellite imagery onto it. Got the active weather. Um, it's got the LED flashlights on the back, live geocaching, it's always worked next to the Explore app, Um, this model has, uh, or the previous model, 66S, has always worked with it, and we've got this IPX7 rating as well, which is this um, updated rating, so really, the updates are this new multiband GPS, and this built-in battery, which I know I've We've been speaking to a number of customers and, and uh, 66i users and uh, really liking this built-in battery so again it'd be interesting to see how that's taken on board it's quite interesting when we do our course you talk a lot about battery life and actually it's funny over the last you no know, year 18 months we've kind of gone from let's look at the options of double a batteries then or let's look at the options of battery backs and other battery backups because actually that's more the way that you no know, we're, we're tending to go isn't it
2: absolutely yeah
0: yeah good anything else tom you want to add on this is there anything any inside goss that you want to tell us at garmin that we uh that you can share to our uh, customers no i
2: think that's
0: it brilliant so i'm just going to look at the recommended retail price 449 for the 66 sr and again that's with the top of active mapping again i mean must be another hundred pound with the one to fifty thousand and a, a a little bit more than that one twenty five thousand so again it's kind of coming in just that little bit, well, it's it's comparable price than where the 66ST was before. So, Tom, yeah. thank you very much for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. And, uh, yeah, it's great to have you back on. To find out more about the new Garmin GPS Map 66SR and the Garmin GPS Map 65 and 65S, please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, d- d- and click on GPS Store at the top. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a quick chat about our GPS training courses and our plans for next year. Why I put this in the podcast, Ian, is, I don't know how you find I, I really enjoyed getting back into delivering GPS training courses. I really enjoyed being with people who have, I don't know, willing to spend a weekend to kind of get to I think this has all come down to, it. we've had this lockdown, we've had these people sat at home, and it's in a polite way, really, who can... Kind of, Struggling to get to grips with their GPS unit, we get all hmm. the emails from people. Oh, this is not working, and this is not working. Yeah. And I actually yeah. just surround myself uh, f- with five people who have uh, put the time and the effort into coming on the course and get to grips with the unit, and to see how, over the years, we've had that course. It's it's kind of we've learned over the years how to teach it. You know, we start with the fundamentals, we put our blocks out, then we build them up as the weekend goes on. And then by the by Sunday afternoon, everybody's got to grips with the unit. I really enjoyed. Being back on courses, seen people get to groups with the unit, and these people go away, and with great respect, we don't really hear from them because they kind of know how to use the GPS units. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you, but I, and I, it's been really quite nice because we can sometimes get a bit cluttered with, you no know, lots of emails. Oh, well, this is not working. Oh, my GPS point in the wrong direction. And they're not calibrating the compass. They're not doing X. <laughs> they're not doing Y. And uh, to get out with people who, you know, put the yeah. effort into coming on a course, and and yeah. we don't hear from them because yeah. actually. We teach much. Use the GPS unit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. you felt the same or not. Uh, I I well I would say these um, this course I did at the beginning of
1: September. Um, so I did a course. Well, it was sort of like half a course, really, in Northamptonshire back in July. So we did the first day by Zoom, and second day we just went for a walk in Northamptonshire, met up in Northamptonshire. And I think the thing is, is that the comment I did get from the pe- from the great people who came on that course was that they were quite happy to do it the way that we realised we had to run the course. Uh-huh. But they said the thing that they felt sort of like cheated about, if you like, was the, the lack of the general weekend social interaction that they, I think they were really looking forward to. Uh-huh. I mean, but they realised that back in July, that's all we could do. And it was done that way. And we still had a great course. In September, I did a SnapMap course uh, for the day and the guys that came on the course <laughs> we, we all had a really nice day and it you know it was a sociable day and distance day and and everyone went away i think they went you know they were, there was one guy on the course um really nice bloke and he said i was given to this i was given this active 20 for my for a christmas present and because of what's gone on all this year it just hasn't seen the light of day and he started off at the beginning of the day, really quite, I think, in awe of this active 20 and what it would do or not do, and then on lack of total lack of understanding. By the end of the day, he he went away, and I mean, more I think more importantly, he felt that he could go back to his wife and say that, yeah, I, we can justify the cost now, because um, <laughs> that was his aim. But no, as I say, I think that you people go away at the end, you know, they went, to, the guys went away at the end of the satmap course and then the Garmin course. And I think that they really in, just enjoyed doing what they had come to learn about. And, and you know, there was a lady that came, was on my Garmin course who'd, I'd hope we'd had a bit of communication through the lockdown. And, and again, we sort of like, I think she was so happy to have come on the course mm-hmm. because once we did as much as we could over Zoom and email, it wasn't the same as being
0: physically there and going through things with her. Mm-hmm. And she loved it, mm-hmm. she loved it. And I think as well, it's nice to see people like reacting with the GPS, Reaction's the wrong word, but you know, I, had a, I was at a picture last weekend. Like, I'm coming I mean, on my back, a back-to-back course at the moment. And you no, know, a lady said, I want to borrow a large screen GPS unit. So as she arrived there, the Montana 700 was in front. So we were over-analyzing things. You no, know, we can do our reviews, or we, we do video reviews. We interview Tom from Garmin about these new units. It's interesting to her first reaction as soon as one well, like, God, this is a big unit. This is a big GPS unit. And I, I don't think I can get away with this. But after two or three hours, she fell totally in love with the, the large screen yeah, that she had at yeah. Montana. Yeah. And by yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning, she was parting with the money to buy it with 125,000 mapping. And she, she totally yeah. loved that GPS unit. And again, it's quite nice. We sit here and we analyze things and we have a lot of correspondence with customers <laughs> about new units. And it's really nice to see customers get the hands-on units, see what, and mm-hmm. feel it. And again, I said, well, try this, and then you can potentially move on to the older Montana, because I know I had a customer in the late, just a, a lady who bought the Montana 610, because she thought the new Montana 700 was too big. But again, it's nice to see people's interaction. They're able to try new units, and actually they mm-hmm. kind of, and they're, they're brutally honest, because we have that kind of relationship with them over the weekend, and we have a bit of fun with them. They can tell us what they think of it, rather than actually, you know, as we do. The you know we have you know, twenty emails with a customer about such and such a thing. It's really nice to have that interaction <laughs> with them. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. and I, I I've thoroughly enjoyed. it I, we're, I'm up in Scotland this weekend at People's Touchwood, and right. everything goes to plan. And again, I'm really looking forward to. You know I've got customers there who you know with new GPS units, and hopefully, yeah, it's, mm. it's nice to have that interaction with them for two days, and then totally get grips mm. to with the units. Yeah,
1: and, and and I think the conversations are very different from the conversations that we can have via email or or over a telephone, where as you say, people can I think overanalyze a little fault that is just not worth worrying about. Exactly right. Yeah, um, and and yeah, I mean it's it. I mean yes, it is easier obviously face to face, and and I I fully accept that. But yeah, I mean I I just think that all these all the little niggles are people can just see that actually they're not
0: real niggles um, and they can just live with it or not live with it and I, sort it out. And- I always say this, I actually say this on the course of people, I, say, I, I, I smile because actually things that our customers who don't come on the course worry about actually I always say things like the trip computer someone who doesn't know how to use a GPS unit gets obsessed with the trip computer how far you've walked, how average speed and etc etc mm. because actually mm. that's all they kind of understand and for the compass yeah. page which gives them the navigational information where they're yeah. going, what time they're going to get there, yeah. the direction They never because they, they don't know how to use the GPS unit they never look at it and when I come on the course I just summarise at the start of day two and say "No, do you remember what we did yesterday, I, I know you do the same, I, I always chuckle because I kind of say, Do you know, the trip computer is what people who don't know how to use their GPS unit obsess about. And that's what our inbox yeah. is full of. The people who know yeah. how to use their GPS <laughs> unit, which is, I want to use as a navigational device to tell me how far it yeah. is to the end of my walk, what time I'm going to get there, will look at the yeah. compass page. And the person who doesn't know how to use the GPS in the compass page, they actually are just obsessed because north is pointing a little bit in the wrong direction. I don't know where this is <laughs> corresponding with someone who's it Well, actually, I don't really yeah. care. I just want to point, I want to follow my arrow and, and navigate me around yeah. my walk. And yeah. for me, that's yeah. the most important yeah. thing. And actually, if I get to the end of my walk and my, my GPS says I've done 10.25 miles and my friend's walk, GPS says I've done 10.2 miles, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I I I find
1: it very hard to to yeah I think that's it because I think that you show people I think more than anything the way I run do my course I think it's on the Sundays maybe I give people some real rubbish waypoints to put into their route for them to to really reinforce that you don't you know it's not a point to point kind of navigation experience you you go where you go where it's obvious that you go Um, you go. Just want to follow a route, and as I, you know, I, I mean, I know obviously it's different if you're going to be geocaching, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I I think that it, yeah, I mean, to me, what does GPS do? It just takes me for it takes me for a walk, and quite quite rightly, John, I, really, I find it really hard. I really have to hold myself back, saying um, in some replies, <laughs> quite frankly, <laughs> whether whether I've been whether my total elevation is thousand meters or 12 1200 meters does it really matter I've been, it provides i've had a nice walk yeah. that's all that really to me and, and that's what i think these gps's should be looked at you, you, you know doing great studies in in you know sort of like elevation differences um i'm thinking wow people have got some amazing amount of time to <laughs>
0: it's just I, I should come here I should maybe not very prepared but we do get spreadsheets of people with Excel spreadsheets about okay, comparing comparing walks and the, the different distances they get and we do sit oh, there sometimes and I sit there going right okay is says. <laughs> but actually you spend a weekend with someone on a course and they kind of understand that this is a tool as you rightly say, and, and understanding yeah. when it's not giving you the correct information and why why your waypoint slightly off to your right and also understanding and, and you spend that time with the people doing that you can kind of understand that actually, if you want to go for the same walk every year, every day, and analyze the data and send it to us, <laughs> you're more than welcome to. But <laughs> <laughs> well, be careful what we say here, you know. So we have to be professional. Yeah, have to be, <laughs> sure. bite our tongs.
1: But having said that, John, I was very impressed with um, SatMap because I was looking at their website not so long ago, and one of their employees has actually done a a um there's a web page um on how the gps analyzes elevation data right and i actually sat and looked at it and i said to carol my wife that is so impressive that someone clearly through lockdown has had time to but it's good because it sort of explains how the gps Mm -hmm. works to accumulate or not accumulate elevation data Mm -hmm. which is and and i'm thinking but it was
0: a yeah, I didn't read it all. <laughs> Is that, yeah, you can tell how many I questions. i You can tell how many questions have had regarding that question. So here's the article to send the customer to, isn't it? Really. So, yeah. so <laughs> then moving on, really about the courses for next year. So we've got our, we've got our, we've got our courses in place for next year. They're actually going on the website as we speak. Yeah. So we've still got. I uh, will start from the south of England. So we have uh, the South Downs and New Forest. Um, which in uh, which are still in the current location. We've had a little bit of issue yes. this year with Northamptonshire. So Ian, is very well done Ian, has found a new location um, oh. <laughs> in Northampton. Um, so yeah, yeah, we've got a new course location there. So where whereabouts that Ian?
1: So it's a little village called Braybrook, which is only um, so where we used to hold the course in Great Cransey, which is effectively to the south of the A14 in Northamptonshire, in the Kettering area. Um, Braybrook is effectively just to the north of the A14 so that's the same sort of distance so it's still readily, very readily accessible um, off the A14 uh, which is a like connects m 11 with sort of like the Midlands you know it's it's the big link road with the M6 um, and the A1 so it's still very accessible for people to get to so that's our that's our new course location which it, it and it was it was and um, it came about really by uh when we did this uh sort of like this part of zoom course back in july um we that's it's a village that we walked walked around and the walks are great around the village it's a lovely little village and so yeah so we Seem to have come up trumps,
0: thankfully, with the um, with a new location for Northamptonshire. North Brilliant. So we've got New Forest, South Downs, Northamptonshire. Then our next one up the country is the Peak District, which we've just moved course locations there. So we used to be at Eam, in the youth hostel. just moved to Grindleford, we have done for there. So youth hostel got closed down and we actually moved into a hotel, which has got a fantastic function. We just had the first course there last weekend. we're totally in love with it it's fantastic walking on the doorstep so some really nice paths that we uh, walked on so we've moved the courses from um there for next year and i think going forward as well so that's all moved there then we've got um the lake district i suppose coming up lake district that still stays at mongrysdale and then we've got northumberland which stays at rothby which is where we're based in the northeast of england uh and then we've got Peebles. so Peebles course location is actually still the same people we hire the hall from but they've just uh, moved again so that's still in peebles but we've got a new course location for this weekend uh, they've actually just moved to a bigger premises which is perfect All right. for us so nice, yeah. um Very there, good. Got email about that yesterday so it's still in peebles yeah. and uh, that's yeah. going to be changed so if you want to book on a course with us please do satmap one day courses um and, uh, and then we've got a Garmin two day courses. I um, say so they're on the website, so just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, and click on GPS training courses on the top menu bar. The next thing on this month's GPS Training podcast is Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions Ian's be asked while supporting our customers. So, Ian, you're going to be quite a dramatic. One for Ian's FAQs is a master reset on a Garmin GPS device. So, um, yeah. yeah. So this is this is the 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 thing to do if everything else fails. I suppose is it? Yeah, or if you
1: just think that again, you have if you're not happy with the way that the GPS is working. Um, same for the Garmin watches as well. If you're, I mean the. I mean, bizarrely, uh, so, Carol, my wife, her uh, uh, Garmin Phoenix uh, watch was, um, the battery was lasting all on a good day, a day, literally one day. And she said, there's something really wrong with this. And I said, well, clearly there is. And so, you know, th- and I think the thing is, is that you can fiddle around with GPSs, you can fiddle around with watches. And at the end of the day, the amount of time that you spend, around with them trying to get them to work again i think that it's much more time effective of your life if you just literally do a master reset Mm -hmm. because it really is so well it's so quick to do and yes the watches are take significantly longer to set back up again than uh, a, a gps does but i think it's both Say, John, like 99% of the time, it just sorts the problem out. Mm -hmm. And this reset on Carol, this master reset on Carol's watch, all right, again, if you've got a watch or you have your GPS paired with the Garmin Connect app, then certainly you, rather than just try and reconnect on the old connection settings, you want to just delete everything off your phone, um, delete, just delete everything and delete everything from Garmin Connect and just like treat it as a new GPS or a new watch, um, and by the time we'd done the reset on her watch, the battery was back up to normal performance again. And literally within a day, I had a customer contact us to say that his Phoenix Six was the battery was lasting him a day, and I got him to do the master reset on it. And all right, he he under, quite rightly I hadn't understood that the best thing to do was then disconnect everything and delete everything off mm-hmm. gone and Connect and um the Bluetooth off his phone. And when I got him to reset everything back up again, well, I haven't heard from him, so I can only assume that all is back up and running and he's happy with what it's doing. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so people don't know, the master reset just takes it back to factory settings, takes it back to yeah. the way it came out of the factory um, and you then need to update the software on it again, and you need to put your settings back in again but if you have got a recurring problem, as Ian rightly saying, is saying, it's actually quite a nice way to say right, let's start from scratch, let's yeah, do it just start again. I know I always say it's because it sorts out 99% of problems, no if it doesn't sort out the mm. other 1% we can work through that, but again it does sort it but as you rightly say, some people go, ooh, I don't want to go all the way back to the yeah, beginning but actually yeah. it does solve a lot of the problems
1: I, I think by, by the time that you've spent trying to work out why it's not quite doing what you think it should do or you know again you, we've overanalyzed a little problem um, by just by just resetting it you. I think in the long run you actually save yourself just a lot of time uh-huh. um, and bizarrely this month I don't know why I'm, I'm probably on about at the moment I've still got I'm waiting to hear back from about I think two or three customers, Um, but I've had about five or six people already. I've got to do a master reset this month, one or two quite reluctantly. Um, uh, And one quite recently, I think, well, the the, the tone of the reply was, well, I think it's more serious than, you know, your fix of a master reset, but actually um, fair, fair play to the customer. They contacted me yesterday to say, actually, it has sorted out their problem, the the problem with the GPS and, and, you know, yes, you do have to set it back up. It doesn't take that long. Uh, And, and, um, yeah, it's it's just, it's just a quick way, I think. And, And I think also if the master reset doesn't work, then from a customer point of view, you can quite rightly say to us, and we can say to Garmin, um, look, we've, tried everything we've done a master reset. hasn't sorted the problem out it's a problem unit oh. at that point everyone knows that they've got to sort it out in a different way don't they and, and i think that's the important thing from a customer service point of view that's
0: brilliant so master reset don't be scared of doing this on your unit and again if we tell you if you bought unit from us and we're still, still in your support period we ask you to do it do it and we'll help you set that unit back up again um and uh, get you all back up and running next thing is map. so SAT map. um FAQs, this is this is, yeah, see it's, it's a potential of a, a sat-map of 20 freezes, yeah, so um, what be, yeah. Uh, what the solution there were regarding that, Ian, wasn't it?
1: Well, yes, yeah, so, I mean, there are, again, we've had, you know, we had quite i I've had a few over the last month, and there was one quite long ongoing, one from a gentleman who was on the holiday in North Wales back in August, I think it was, um, and again, so we can go through all the usual sort of basic Um, sort of like, if it's freezing, I mean, again, from the satellite website, they advise just delete, as I do, delete any GPX file Mm -hmm. that could be, so any route or track or anything that you've, or a point of interest, um, just delete it off your GPS because sometimes it's the corrupt file that's causing it to to freeze in the first place. Um, We did all of this with this gentleman when he was on holiday. I felt a bit guilty disturbing his holiday, but it, you know we we tried our best. Uh, contacted Satmap. Satmap were very very good, very very helpful. And in the end, I think we just gave it up for a lost cause for the for this gentleman's holiday. I spoke to him about a fortnight ago, and he said, "Yeah, I've sent it. You know, they've sent me a solution. hasn't worked. I've sent it back to Satmap. Satmap have said um, actually one of their own updates hadn't overwritten the last bit of software, so that was what was causing it to freeze." So I think again, sort of like the message to customers is, you know, whilst we can do so much, um, you sort of like have to, I think there are times when we ask you to send the Active20s back to SatMap, um, because they're the, they are the only people who can tell what the actual problem is. They We can't reload the Active20 software, well we can't do it for the Garmin's either, but we don't have a master reset facility really um, for a, Active20, um, whereas, you know, everything that we tried anyway was of, of no use because it was SatMap who found that one of their bits of software hadn't updated properly. Uh-huh. Um, so I think the message is please, you know, please work with us, but also please work with SatMap because they, they, you know, they are so helpful, SatMap as a company, uh-huh. um, and and they and if, if we send them a query almost without fail... Um, uh, the guy, Howard, who owns, who owns Um he he is just, he, he I think we get immac- exceptional service from him Really, I really really do.
0: Yeah, I and totally if he agree needs- and I saw something came in overnight where actually a customer had sent something back and <clears throat> they didn't just fob it off, you know, they actually will tested, they tested the, yeah. the drain on the battery and etc etc and came back to him with the figures and I thought it's something that we we're unable to do, <clears throat> excuse me, we're unable to do and they, they, they've got the technology to analyse exactly mm. what's happening with that unit, um, yeah. looking at the insides of the unit rather than just ourselves changing a few settings or it needs a new battery, yeah. it needs that doing. They can they, yeah. they do do that, and they do a very good job where, actually, sometimes Garmin just like, oh, well, it's a dodgy unit. Well, as SatMap, I've got the time and the inclination to analyse that and to... to mm. I think because they're maybe slightly smaller business, they're less prone to less throw away you know, and give you guy another one. Actually, they'll analyse it, reload the software on it, test it. They don't just reload it, they've got the time to test it and then send it back to the customer. So I think it's really, yeah. as you rightly say, it's, it's great service by them. Because um, the... Because they built that, that GPS unit and they've just got one GPS unit, they kind of know it inside out, don't they? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think the thing is that it, you know, I think customers. I mean, so
1: many times we, you know, and for Garmin and Sat, Satmap customers, they they just say to us, "Oh, it's not working. Um, I'm, can I send it back to you?" But I think you know they've got. It's not. It's not quite as simple as that. Um, you know, well, it sounds like we're having a, bit of a moan here, John. Um, <laughs> But no, you know, it is, it, it is a real plea to everyone to say, look, you know, these things are a bit of hardware. They are a bit of software. Things can go wrong. We, we do not, I do not have um, the, the technological know-how or ability to do, to do what, um, what Garmin or SatMap can, can do. And I think we, you know, it's a plea to the customers really
0: to, to work with the companies as, as well as us. Yeah. That's exactly right. And again, for what we're saying is actually, those companies do give outstanding service when we bring them into that equation. So, again, if we can say, send it back to SatMap. We know that we're going to get exceptional service from SatMap to sort you out. And again, because you've got your unit from ourselves, we do have that contact into places like SatMap where we can follow up, we can we can chase up if need be. I know some people say, oh, I never hear anything back from them. We, if you bought unit from us and it's gone back, no, because you're one of our customers, we still support you, but we're supporting you through SatMap and we will get the answers for you. And I say our experience to date is that we've had outstanding support yeah. from SatMap yeah. for yeah. our customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's sprinting. That's a couple of Ian's FAQs. To find out more about Ian's FAQs and also some top tips, go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on the online resource on the top. Log into the online resource, and you see top tips uh, for each of the GPS units. And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Training Podcast. If there's anything you'd like us to cover in future podcasts, please do get in touch. Please do get in touch with ourselves, especially if we're thinking about buying a new outdoor GPS unit. Please take a look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our webinars. Go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, and click on GPS Training Courses. Please do tell your friends about the GPS Training Podcast and about GPS Training as a whole, and encourage them to subscribe on whichever podcast platform they are listening to. Too, And don't forget to give us a five star rating in iTunes or whatever app you're listening to us in. And if you can leave us a snazzy review, that is also very well, very much appreciated. Many thanks for Tom um, for joining me on my earlier interview and also Ian joining me this month's podcast. What are you going to do today, Ian? Anything exciting lined up for today? Oh,
1: I have actually, yes. <laughs> I've been fighting the weather for the last bit of painting out. We've painted the whole house over the lockdown and summer. And I've got the last bit, provided it stays dry. So that's the plan for the day. Oh, well, fantastic. Yeah. Enjoy your yes, painting
0: sir. and uh, enjoy, enjoy supporting do. our Christmas. Cheers, Ian. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation.